the right. Bennett to tight end left. Second and goal to go from the two. Toss sweep right for James White. Cuts it under the right arm. Cuts it upfield. Driving forward. It's diving to the goal line. It's still a touchdown. And a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Welcome to the Pat Split podcast presented by SB Nation. I am your host, Stephen Thompson. Joined by my co-host, Chris Blackie. Tonight, going to recap the debacle in Miami. Also look ahead to a big game coming up this weekend against the Steelers. And then kind of a special guest interview, Marquise Flowers, former linebacker for the New England Patriots. So here we go. How's it going tonight, Chris? Not too bad, I suppose. How's it going? Going good. I mean, it's. I'm glad we didn't record this Sunday night, like right after the game. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> that had been a disaster. It was a disaster yeah. on many levels. Yeah. So, so what you make of the game? I guess you know. Before we get into all the negatives, it was some pretty positives. You know, some positives for the game. Twenty-seven points in the first half. You know, not too many times they did that in against Miami, and that was with a missed extra point, a missed field goal. So the offense was doing pretty good in the first half, except for the run game. The run game was atrocious. Uh, you know, Josh Gordon looks pretty good. He, I think he's up to like an eighty percent catch rate now. The last few games, which is pretty unreal when you think about it. Uh, So it's pretty much, I mean, the defense was bad. Special teams, you know, the two block punts, that was awesome. I don't remember a Patriots team ever doing anything like that. So that was good. You know, kickoff coverage wasn't a problem. But it's pretty much all the positives I saw out of that game. What about you? Well, other than the last play with Gronkowski, he had a solid game. Mm Mm-hmm. Edelman did his thing, as he always does. You know, one interesting piece that I noticed from Ian Glendon, he put on Twitter that that late call that went against the Dolphins for the pass interference on Gordon saved them that game. Because he'd have gone in for a touchdown, that doesn't happen. But overall, yeah, I mean, if he would have caught it, yeah. I think he would have caught it if he didn't interfere with him. He almost caught it while he was interfering. Yeah, one-handed. Exactly. So I think if you don't get interfered with it, that's a touchdown. Oh, definitely. But the bad, the bad definitely outweighs the good in that entire game by a long shot. So many. I mean, it's two days later now, so you know the initial irritation's kind of out. You kind of just focus on the next game, but when you touch on what happened, it's still very irritating. Like yeah. I don't understand. I shouldn't understand. Like it's always human nature to second guess plays, but I still don't know why they didn't go for it on fourth down late. I can't figure oh, that me either. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they get in, definitely it's over. You know, and not, right. if not, it would have run more time off and they would have had to go like 98 yards in, what, 40 seconds maybe? 
It wasn't a whole. Yeah, it wasn't really a lot of minutes left. It's definitely under a minute. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it was what seven seconds when they they took the ball. Miami in that last play. Yeah. That's that's a frustrating play. I still can't believe that happened. Still. No. And the the irritating thing about it, it's going to be showed ad nauseum for like a hundred years, over and over and over and over. When they talk about Miami and New England, that play's always going to come up. It's not going to go away. Yeah, I mean, did you see they already put a a photo of Drake scoring in the elevator? Uh, that, that is the epitome of weak sauce. I don't know what exactly yeah. is. That is yeah. absolute lunacy. Yeah. Can you imagine the Patriots doing something like that? <laughs> oh, they'd get laughed out of town. It's, it's crazy, but that tells you all you need to know about the two organizations, basically, oh, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, years ago you had Indy, they put up that, uh, was it the AFC You're right. championship participant or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Participation <laughs> awards, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But defensively, again, I mean, they had so much goodwill going into that game, and now all of a sudden it's back being a question mark again. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Do you recall a Patriot team defensive that's been this much of a Jekyll and Hyde on defense? I mean, uh, their 11 defense wasn't very good. Yeah, but for the most part, it wasn't good all season. Yeah, that's true. Basically. This, they show flashes of being really good, and then all of a sudden, they're back to being just an average group. Yeah, I see what you're What ultimately is this defense going to be known for? Middle of the pack? That, I mean, I don't think they're as bad as people making them out to be. There's people that think they're the worst defense in football, and that's not the case. Mm-mm. They tackle well, despite the, the end result from, you know, that fluke miracle play. But they have to be consistent on the road and at home. They're two separate teams like that. That's That's the thing that's the most worrying about it. Supposed to go into the playoffs. Yeah. Houston's right mean, there. Yeah. Right. Good thing they lost the other day. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, they got the Jets coming out. <laughs> you should be able to handle the Steelers, you would think. Yeah. They're in turmoil. Mm-hmm. Did you see Tomlin's talking today about the X rays? Then they come back clear? For. For the Roethlisberger injury. Oh, jeez. Can, can you name a coach that comes up with more excuses than Tomlin? No. He's just brutal. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, if they had a better coach, you know, they'd probably have a bunch of titles. All the players they have. Right. 
it's funny because you have a handful of Steelers fans that just love the guy, and the other mm-hmm. people are like, this guy's got to go. So, I mean, it's human, like I said earlier, human nature to second-guess things, but to me, if I was a Steelers fan, I'd be irate with Tomlin a long time ago. I mean, what have they lost? Three in a row. They lost to Denver and then Oakland, who's probably the worst team in the league. That was a weird game for them Sunday. Like, they were – supposedly they could have bought Big Ben back earlier, but they were just kind of keeping him on the sidelines because they didn't – they hadn't given up the lead yet. But, you know, Oakland went down the field towards the end, scored a touchdown on fourth down to take the lead. All right, Ben, here you go. Right. So like like who's in Tomlin? Like I can't figure him out. He is an absolute moron when it comes to coaching. He, for one reason or another, just freezes up in big moments. It seems. Mm -hmm. When the game's on the line, especially if it's tight, I don't want him in the in my corner. No. I mean, the same thing goes that everyone talks about Andy Reid. I don't know. I, I don't think Andy Reid's as terrible as people make him out to be. He just kind of falls apart in the playoffs. Yeah. But the idea of the Patriots going into Arrowhead is very daunting. With the way this team plays on the road, this isn't like the old Pats teams with Brewski and Willie and all of them when they first started cranking out Super Bowls. They could go on the road and beat you. This team is suspect on the road. And in that environment, I don't like it. No, I mean, they'd have to... Getting a little ahead, obviously, but they'd probably have to put up 40-plus to win. I think so. I I mean, it does does help that Hunt's not there. He's killed them the last two years, Tyreek Hill, too. He's got a foot injury, so he doesn't look 100%. I guess there's nothing too serious on the same, anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but, I'm glad that game's over. I mean, crap happens in Miami. Every time they're there, like, something weird happens or they get, you know, blown out. But, you know, Tom, for the most part, was pretty good first half, and then he tweaked his knee brace or whatever the heck happened. And the next series, he missed Hogan wide open on the back of the end zone for an easy touchdown. And then the next play, he took a sack, and he says he didn't remember they didn't have any timeouts. But that was just a weird situation between that. Mostowski missing an extra point and then missing a field goal. You know, that's seven points right there at least. Right. They left a lot of points on the board. Mm. And Brady missing Hogan, who was wide open by himself, he never Mm -hmm. misses throws like that, next to never. No. And, I mean, he didn't just miss him, like, by a little. He, like, airmailed that thing. Oh, yeah, there was no shot he was catching that. No. I like to know what's going on with Hogan in this offense. He's just completely disappeared. Yeah, they throw to him every once in a while. But... It's kind of just like a reminder that he's out there, but for the most part, 
He like doesn't even look his way half the time. Now, the game plan overall, I didn't like. James White needs to be involved a lot more than he was. I know they went in with Sony as the head guy running because of Miami's defense, but you have to be a chameleon. You got you got to change things up when things aren't working. Right. And they weren't. Now they kept going to the well. They were, I think they're still trying to force Rex Burkett into the offense a little bit too much right now. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of that. I mean, the guy's hurt so much. I mean, to me, anything you get from him is gravy. You don't need to be forcing him at all. I mean, maybe they're trying to save White you know, for the playoffs that. a little bit, but when it, like yep. you said, when it's not working, do something else. It's one thing that McDaniels, it drives me nuts, is he seems to like calling the same things even if it ain't working, and it's like slamming your head against the wall and Expecting something different happened the second time. Yeah. I knew for sure that message was coming. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. Yeah. But it's so puzzling. Like, they, the defense and the offense flip-flops. The defense yeah. actually was fairly decent in the second half. Mm-hmm. And the offense just went to sleep. Yeah, six points in the second half. Miami, you know, like that guy, you know, that meme where he like puts his hands up and he says aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Miami instead <laughs> of aliens. Jeez. I don't get it. No. Something about that state that's just not so sunshiny for them. No. Yeah. I, mean, I can it see like, like it was a lot. Well, it was, what, 80, 90 degrees that day? Give yeah, it was like 82, but it wasn't, like, brutally humid or anything. But the thing is, the Patriots' offense ran more plays than the than the Dolphins did. Hmm. So that shouldn't have affected them. If anything, that should have worn out the Miami defense. Right. Where you knew pinpoint was exactly everything went wrong. It's hard to zero in on one specific thing. Well, to me, it's like they lost a game like where they never lose, and that's like situational football. Exactly. You know, crunch time. Like the basics, like field goals. I mean, I'm sorry. Most of the time, unless it's over 50, you shouldn't miss it. Sorry. You know, it's the NFL. Right. You know, there's so every many, there's time, so, it's ugh. Every time he misses an extra point, you just know they're in for a rough, rough day. Yeah, if he misses an extra point or a field goal, it's usually bad news, especially the extra points. It killed him a few years ago in Denver. Yep. In playoff game. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, like, I know Bill, you know, he's all about competition at each position and if he feels that he needs to like bring in competition for you he'll do it in a heartbeat but he doesn't do that with the kicker position I don't get it well I think a lot of people try to use Goskowski as a scapegoat 
Yeah, he had a bad game, but he wasn't the only one the reason why they lost. It was a total team collapse. Oh, yeah. But you know how it goes. Everyone likes to point the finger. Yeah, I mean, that's the you know, frustrating thing is it wasn't just one thing that right. you could be like, oh, they fixed that, they'll be fine. Like, you know, oh, if they fix the run defense, they'll be fine type of thing. But no, there was other things. Penalties. And the run defense is horrible. Yeah, Yeah, it hasn't been great since they've, like, been scratching Danny Shelton. I'm not sure what that's about. Me neither. He's been a healthy scratch, too, so you've got to think it goes back to something that's going on in practice or film that they don't like. Right. And I had high hopes for that guy. Yeah, I mean, he was great in the preseason, training camp. Yep. But, I mean, it would be interesting to see if he plays this week against Pittsburgh. You know, and if uh, James Conner comes back for them, if not, it'll be a big loss for them. Well, I don't. I think if he comes back, he's not going to be 100% anyways. No. I mean, that would be like a Tomlin stupid thing to do, bring the guy back who's not healthy instead of uh, keeping him out. Right. How concerned saying, are you about that game? Pittsburgh? Yeah. I'm not. I don't know why. I just think they're going to go down and win. I like you know, that. it'll be close. Certainly never going to predict another blowout. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be like, you know, four to seven point type of thing. One of those last drives that give us all a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seems like we play them every year at Pittsburgh. I think starting next year, they're up here, if I remember right. It goes in cycles. It's like four years, one place, and then, you know, four home, four away type of thing. I'm kind of tired of seeing them, to be honest with you. Right? Yeah. I hate Pittsburgh Steelers. Hate them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean they have a decent defense, but the Pats can score on them. Right. It always comes on the execution, and they have to execute a lot better across the board than what they did. Right. Like I mean, really, is have it, we really seen a full sixty minutes from both sides? Oh, that's a hell of a question. I mean, they were pretty good against the Vikings defensively, but, I mean, offensively, it wasn't like they put up 40. Right. I don't think think we've seen this team's best yet, so I have to say no. We haven't seen the full 60 from them. Yeah, that's frustrating part, too. Now's pretty much the time it's got to start happening. Like this These week. are the times, right? This is the time when the pages normally really start to take off. Right, you know, like you can sit back and relax, like, all right, they figured it out, we're good. But this year, it's like still the little things are happening. They're getting a lot of penalties. 
still mistakes in coverage. Run defense is not great lately. You know, they're having a hard time making teams one-dimensional, which is like Bill's trademark, really. Right. Well, the line of scrimmage gets to get better on the defensive side. they got to, you know, get more of a push. Yeah, they're getting pressure, but pressure's good too, but you have to execute when you can at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I think they pressured Tannehill like 43% of the time Sunday. Yeah, if I was the Patriots, as soon as I figured out that he had a bad leg, I'd have been blitzing him like crazy. Yeah. And the rest of the game on, I just would have sent the house down, possibly. Yeah, you know, he couldn't tell which leg it was. Who cares? Right. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Get him moving around. They're afraid of him running. He's on one leg. Yeah, exactly. I thought mean, Hightower not... looked pretty good. What's that? Huh? I think Hightower looked pretty good Sunday. Yeah, he's starting to look better. He was good against the Vikings, I thought. He was good Sunday. Hard to ask you know, him, like, say who was actually really good. I mean, right. Really good. Yeah, Flores talked about after the game, like, you know, uh, he talked, I think it was today, about that last play where they thought, pretty much thought they were going to throw a Hail Mary and they didn't have the defense adjust when they figured it out in time. And they said they've already talked about it. And, you know, basically it won't happen again type of thing. Now, let's just call a spade a spade. Do you really think they thought they were going to throw a Hail Mary there? He doesn't have the arm for that or the legs. Oh, he's done it before. He's thrown like a 60-yarder before. I saw a clip of it. He wasn't going deep from there, especially with one leg. That was just a gaff by that defense. Ah, I just think it was a – I love Gronk, but I don't think he should have been in there. No. I think, you know, second guess, obviously, but McCordy should have been in there, your best tackler. Yep. You know, and Gronk, he's not 100%. Period. Yeah, he had, no. eight, he had eight catches for like 107 yards or something like that. You know, and what if he gets hurt on trying to make the tackle? Right. The way he dove, what if he lands on his forearm or whatever? Or a shoulder. Pretty yeah, much, if McCordy was uh, if McCordy was the last line of defense, there's no way that play happens. Right. Yeah, I mean, there were so many issues. First guy who tried to intercept it, you just tackle a guy, keep him in front of you. You know, then there was a couple exactly. guys who uh, just missed him. Now, I know it was in trouble when he turned back towards the inside and there was a like a parting of the Red Sea. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Not good. No. And then Gronk, I mean, the, the feeling that he must have had having that guy coming at him, like, oh, crap. And then he slipped and he still almost got him. 
I said, yeah, no, I still wonder sometimes if, he, you know, if he didn't fall, if he actually would have got to him. Yeah, I think he would have. He would have been at least able to push him out of bounds. I'd have been straight tackler. Right. the two. Right. <laughs> wow. But it is what it is. It's not going to change anything. We're going to sit here and analyze that play until the cows come home and yeah. what's done is done. Now you're going to see what this team's really made of because to lose in that fashion really will test this, these guys. Do you think something like that can galvanize a team? I think it can either, either go one or two ways. Yeah. Either galvanize your team or it can send your team south one or two. Hmm. Their mental fortitude is going to get tested here on out. Simple yeah, I mean, there's, no way, yeah. there's no way around it. That's just how it's going to be. There's no other way to look at it. And if, you know, history tells you anything, this team, it should help them bond a little bit. I mean, if it was somebody like Pittsburgh, they, you know, that would be hit season over. Pack your bags. But the problem is we we don't know what this team is yet. Yeah, you what's, mean, this team, the what's this team's identity right now? Hmm. Exactly. Any other year you could come up right off the bat with something. When this one, you can't. Right. That's a problem. You just don't know what you're going to get out of them from week to week. No. Yeah, like we said, Jekyll and Hyde. And if there's many teams would want to be in their position right now. Right. But the way they look, just inconsistent as they've been at times. Doesn't look like a regular Patriot team. And that's concerning, at least to me, oh. anyways. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, we're Boston fans, so naturally we uh, get worried oh, yeah, about pretty much anything. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, it seems like they've been on the road forever in a day too. Since they haven't been home hardly at all. I know it's eight and eight, but Jesus, it seems like they've been on the road right. forever. Yeah, it's been kind of a weird schedule. It's how it plays out. I mean, yeah. The scary thing is they potentially could end up being a wild card team. Well, that's a problem if that happens. Yeah. That's a big problem. You know, they got the Steelers on the road, and that's their last road game of the regular season. Then you got then Buffalo got... and the Jets. Yep. At home, thank God. Yep. But let's say that, you know, I'm already counting the Texans winning Saturday. I don't think they're losing to the Jets. Really? Huh. You, ask, you think the Jets are going to beat the Texans? They just beat the Colts. No, who did yeah, they? who did the who did the Jets just beat? They beat Buffalo. Was it that? I thought they beat somebody else. Yeah, the Colts beat the Texans. 
Yeah, so yeah. I mean, if the Colts can beat the Texans, that shouldn't have happened. If the I Texans are as I good as everyone thinks they are, that shouldn't have happened. Everyone thought the Patriots were the cream of the crop, too, but they lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, well, that's a rivalry game, and they always stink down there. I don't know. I, I'm just telling you that the Patriots better <laughs> take care of business. I'm telling you the Patriots better win Sunday. Oh, God, if yeah. Not, yeah. If not, I got a feeling you're going to be at a position where you're not going to want to be in the last two games. Well, no, I mean, definitely they need to win out, period, end of discussion. They need to get on a little bit of a run heading into the playoffs. You don't want to back yourself into any position. No. You You definitely need that buy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just say, what if... uh, what if the Chargers beat KC on Thursday and then KC loses another game? You went out, you get the one seed. Right. Well, you that's know, just KC. it. But the problem is KC is going up against a Chargers team without Gordon and without Eckler. Is Gordon so playing? Jackson, no? yeah. He's he's out right now. Huh. And, you know, that game, that's a pivotal game, too, because if it, somehow if the Bolts can win, you know, that game the following week against Seattle in Seattle is not going to be a cakewalk. Mm-mm. Yeah, KC goes to Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough KC's place to play. got San Diego, Seattle, and then Oakland at home. Hmm. Cats obviously got Steelers, Bills, Jets. Uh, Texans are Jets, Eagles, and the Jaguars. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much how things are going to line up for you. Yeah. To me, you have to win out to the Patriots. You can't. You can't rely on another team to lose. You gotta take care of business for yourself and let the rest play out. I mean, that's not a real easy schedule for uh, Kansas City. They could lose all of them. Well, you, That'd be something. You must have been hitting the phone. <laughs> you think, no, wait a minute, let, let me get this straight. First, they you got could. this in your mind that the, that the Jets are going to take care of the, the Texans, right? Possibly. I, mean, thinking, I haven't picked yet. Now you're thinking Oakland's going to go into Arrowhead and take care of business against the Chiefs. <laughs> Did you not watch Sunday football? I think you've been hitting the fireball, to be frank. <laughs> no, not today. Wow. It could happen. Didn't you see the games this past Sunday? Yeah. There were some crazy could, games. I'm not saying it's going to happen, sure. but it could. Yeah. I wouldn't count on it. No, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, those are three losses for sure, but it's possible. They do have Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is still a young QB. 
Yeah, playing at Arrowhead, that's just a, a yeah. bad place that you want to deal with. And, you know, their defense is pretty bad, even at home. I mean, it's better at home than on the road for them, but it's nothing to write home about. Right. Whoever's going to go into Kansas City is going to have to win, I think, in the shootout, no matter who it is. Yeah, you would think. Either that or somehow make them one-dimensional. Yep, or someone gets hurt or whatever the case yeah. may be. You know, make them, make them where they have to run instead of letting them throw all over you. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, did you see what Chicago did to the Rams the other night? That was impressive. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's in the cold, so that definitely helped. But that was pretty impressive, like you said, what they did. It can happen any week, any game. Are the, are the Bears for real or just their defense? I think they're for real. I mean, Trubisky has a long way to go as far as throwing, but his right. legs are a problem for people. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, look out for Dallas. Can't believe I'm saying uh, that. But... I was going to say, yeah. this this show just took a turn for the for, I don't know what. <laughs> Enter in the twilight zone. That's what a lot of people are saying too. But to me, Dallas Nines. has to win the playoffs. Same goes with Kansas City, really. Yeah. Now I mean, what you can do in the playoffs, it's just hearsay. Jerry Jones is crazy, but that trade he did for uh, Amari Cooper has been massive for them. Oh yeah, he's been going crazy, hasn't he? Oh yeah. I mean, people thought they were nuts for giving up a first rounder and. The guy's just been nailed. <laughs> yeah, that was a fluky play, too, that at the end of that oh, game. Yeah. Deflected out <laughs> the guy's hand and right into his hands. Yeah. Slow motion. Yeah, my head like, was, wow. My head would have fell off on that one. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a better team, though. <laughs> right. That was great. <laughs> I kind of hope the Browns sneak into the playoffs. I know that sounds crazy, but why not? Oh, wouldn't that be something if somehow they got the sixth seed, Patriots got the one seed, you know, the Browns win their wild card game somehow and they come here for the divisional round? <laughs> I'd rather have them go, like, get the Patriots have the second seed and then be the sixth and have them go take Kansas City out. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Oh, that'd be a huge upset. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> But you, obviously the the Patriots are a playoff team. I don't think that's definitely no. That's not a debate. It's just a matter of where they're going to seed. Yeah, I mean the problems they have are minor compared to like you look around the league. Even like most playoff teams, I mean all of them are flawed. There's not one perfect team out there. Not even close. Yeah, exactly. It's it's been a weird year to year of football because. Like you said, there's no really clear-cut choice in the AFC. And I don't really think there is in the NFC either. I mean, the Saints are pretty good, but they've kind of come back to earth a little bit. Yeah. Same with the Rams. Like, that defense, when they were signing all those guys left and right, I'm like, holy crap, they're going to be really good. 
you know, but for some weeks they're just not. Funny how that it's, happens. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Talib finally came back for them, but and Peters hasn't really been as good for them as people thought he was going to be when he went there. But yeah, like you said, Patriots they're they need to win out. No other way around it. Get some mojo in kinda, the playoffs. Right. It's going to be kind of funny seeing the Patriots play the Steelers without the Le'Veon playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so used to talking about how you have to stop that guy. He's not going to be on the field. Nah, I mean, they got to stop Juju. That guy's been a problem for them. Yep, and you got Antonio. He's going to do his thing, of course. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, they seem to have pretty good luck against him, but Juju's a problem. They got to figure out how to shut him down. Keep Keep him under like 60 yards. Total. Right. I mean, really, if they could so, keep both of them under 60, they'd be in good shape. So how do you think the Patriots are going to attack that Pittsburgh defense? I mean, there's, I would think they're protect against the passes down the field, you know, make them go 13, 14 plays a drive to score. So they would... To me, they would rather have them run it than allow Big Ben to throw it downfield to Antonio or to Juju. Uh, yeah, that's the other way around. Mm-hmm. You're the how the the Patriots' offense? How would you think they're going to attack the Steelers' defense? Ah, uh, well, what do I think they should do? I think they should run right at them. Right. But what uh, I think they're going to try to throw it on them. Who knows? Who did guess? Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago when they played Denver. Denver ran all over them. Yeah. That's what the Pats should do. Well, we thought that was going to happen in Miami, too, and that didn't happen. Oh, that was so, they had 30 rushes for like 70 yards. That was awful. But, yeah. That was definitely a problem. I mean, yeah, keep Big Ben and them off the field. Run it. Run it up and down the field on them. Yep. Maybe throw some draws in there out of the shotgun to to white to throw them off. Is there any Patriot you think on offense is going to have to have a big game for them to be successful? Ah. Other than other than Brady. I think uh, Sony needs to have a big game. Josh Gordon too. I think he's going to have a Gronk. big game. Yeah. I think Gronkowski generally does really well against them, so I think you need that again. Yeah. At some point, you have to figure they're going to go back to the well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it was very strange. Like, one play with Gronkowski, he was, like, the third option on the field. When's the last time you could ever utter those words, Gronkowski no. being the third option? He just doesn't look explosive anymore. No, he doesn't. It's a shame. Yeah, I mean, a player. He's definitely dealing with something. He'll never find out what it is, but 
He's definitely dealing with something. I just think his body's took in the toll just too much. Yeah, I mean that too, but I don't know, maybe it's an Achilles or something. Oh, that's painful. Right. What's he got with like a twelve million dollar cap hit next season? Uh ten or twelve, I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't think that's getting picked up. You never know. I mean, I the cap's not. going up next year. Right. I think this is it for him. Well, let's say he does come back and Brady's not going to let you trade him. I uh, know. I think Gronkowski's going to actually retire, be all done. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's say, like, he does want to come back. And play, Brady's not gonna let you trade him, or you'll have to get rid of him too. And then what do you do? You have no quarterback, you have no tight end. Right. That'd be very frustrating as a coach. Something oh, like yeah. that to come down. Yeah. That's to me like if Gronk says he wants to come back, and like what happened last off season, I don't think Bill would even try to trade him again. No, me neither. But who knows? Right. <laughs> you never can tell what goes on with that team. No. So, yeah, I mean, I think the game will probably be in the 30s this week. Right. High 20s, low 30s. So you want to make a prediction? Oh. A, score, a score prediction, and then we can uh, bring in Marcus? Sure. Yeah, um... I'll go thirty-one twenty-seven pants. Ooh. I'll go twenty-eight twenty, New England. There you go. Yeah. I'd prefer yours. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you know, in Pittsburgh, I'll probably have the last drive that'll make it interesting. Probably. Yeah, it's a fourth twenty-five game. So. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, sounds good. Let's take a quick break and then we'll bring uh, Marcus Flowers in. Stay tuned, everybody. We're now joined by Marcus Flowers. Hey, man, how's it going? Thanks for jumping on with us. Oh, man, no problem, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And uh, I reached out to you a few days ago and you said yes. Chris and I were both pretty stoked about it, so... Definitely appreciate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I like to I like to get back, man. I like to communicate. I mean, I'm not one of them guys who think I'm too good for everything. You know, sometimes, you know. Yeah. I like to kind of just get out there, kind of communicate. You know, none, no harm being done. I got that. Oh. Yeah. So, I'm sure you watched the Patriots-Dolphins game last weekend. A game like that, can that actually galvanize a team, like bring them together a little bit? Absolutely, man. Um, I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't watch it. Honestly, um, mm. watching the Ravens and the Chiefs. I, I I really don't watch a lot of football just because I'm just mm. too over critical about it. I know who messed up mm-hmm. on what play, and you know, <laughs> I sit there and I like sound like a coach, you know, like uh, you know. And um, I really don't watch a lot of it, but I did see that. 
last play, and I know, you know, the media going to blow it up. It's a miracle. Anything that happened against the Patriots is a miracle, but they're going to be just fine. Remember, Miami is a tough place to play a division game. Um, you know, they pulled out a, a, a great win in the last second. Um, but it, honestly, it's, it's something that the Patriots need to believe in. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, you know, it, it brings them together. Focus on a little. Remember last year we went down to Miami and lost on Monday night. Um, you know, it wasn't like that, but we lost. We couldn't get anything going. Um, it was just one of them games. And what did we do from there? You know, it helped us out, focused up. And uh, I think they're going to do the same thing, you know. I think they're going to go into a tough game, Pittsburgh, you know, and um, and, and play like that. It's going to carry them. I don't think there's nothing to worry about. I mean, this is the NFL. You know, all these team teams, you know. You ain't going to win them all. You want to win them all. You prepare to win them all. You had a chance to win them all. But, hey, the other team get paid, too. Miami has, has players on their team, too. So, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Um, how is the Patriots locker room and practice habits different than the other NFL teams so far? Um, I haven't been, I, you know, I've just been working now. I haven't really seen locker room. I can't judge on any teams, only the teams that I've been on. But I mean, mm-hmm. Patriots locker room is, you know, one of the best locker rooms I've been in, obviously. Um, you know, them was my brothers in there. You know, we worked hard, practiced hard, and, um, and um, we competed all the time, you know, when I was there. And uh, I'm sure they're doing the same thing now. So, you know, um, I can't tell if it's different or not from the teams that, they, that I've been to yet because I haven't been on there and I don't I don't ever want to judge something I've never been. That's just not me. Um, mm-hmm. But I know, obviously, what they've done the last, you know, however many years, obviously they they have a good thing going in the locker room in practice. Right. Steve? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what is it like to have a workout for an NFL team? Um, it's 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 it's, it's good. It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. It's it's everything. Um, you know, this like I said, this is my first time really working out for a team since my rookie year, coming into the league. So it was different when I first started. Um, there was things I learned from each workout. Um, some went great. Some I wish I could, you know, did, did a couple of different things better. Um, but every team's just looking for something different. Um, there are some drills that I honestly dislike <laughs> the teams do, but I do it just because I'm just because I can do it because I know I can do it. Um, I'm not one of them guys who can't do it, obviously, not the athleticism, but I can do it. Um, but like I said, the, big, the biggest thing with me is just I hate flying. Um, a lot of people don't know that about me. Like, I just hate getting on the plane and flying, and it's like a team of call, and it's like it's always the part for the teams, you know. Fly out to New York, work out for 20 minutes, fly back the next day, and then I'm just so jet lagged, and then another team will call, and they'll be in um, New York too or D.C., you know, and they'd be like, okay, I got to go back. I get on the plane and basically take the same trip. So um, a lot of times they don't line up, but. You know, when you out here and you, you know, in my position, you know, I'm not chasing anything. I'm not desperate for anything. Obviously, I'm just looking for the right fit. So, I don't mind working out for teams, getting the interest up, and you know, it's gonna come a point where I got to pick a team. Um, you know, and the teams that showed love, and you know, I felt like kept it real with me. That's a team that you know, I'm a, I'm gonna definitely look forward to and uh, and trying to get on. Cool. <clears throat> How difficult is to learn a NFL? defensive playbook um they vary I, I would say that they vary um it's just 
with me, I've I've always been able to learn playbooks pretty fast, always. Um, it's uh, it's 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 just I've never had an issue learning playbooks. I've learned multiple positions. I I play multiple positions in the playbook, um, and that's when I really know it good. Is when I when I it's one thing to learn a playbook, but when you learn the playbook and know what you're doing, see a lot of guys learn the playbook and just know what they're doing. I try to learn the playbook, know what I'm doing but also knowing what the guy's doing next to me and the guy behind me. When you know what the other guys is doing, that's what makes you that's what makes you a, a really good player because now you know where you got help at. You know what I'm saying? Now you know where, where you know, who's helping you, where's your leverage on, on certain things, like what you can do, you know, how you can play a block because you might have this person or you might not have this person. Like everything is critical. You know, when you just know what you're doing, that's good to your job. You know, never try to do someone else's job to your job, but it's just good knowing what everybody else has to do, and that's what I try to do. So, learning the playbook may vary. Um, you know, in Cincinnati, I knew the playbook. Learned it my rookie year. They put me in three three different positions, so I learned it. Um, when I got to New England, they I felt like they were speaking Swahili when I first walked in the room, but I overthought it. Once I actually looked at it and I learned it, it was like, okay, this is, you know. And it's uh, the hardest thing about NFL playbooks is football. Everybody runs the same. College, it's all the same. It's all the same concept. Cover three, cover two. It's just the, the, the verbiage, the language that the players use to communicate with each other. That's the hardest thing to get down. You know, you can't go out there. Like when I went from, you know, New England, did a whole training camp with them, and then I went to Detroit. I'm in practice, and I'm telling them stuff that we was talking about. And I'm like, shit, I'm like, my bad. I, like, yeah, that's me. I, I messed up. My bad. I, I'm telling them that. Like, I told them what. What we what we used to do, and he was like, "Yeah, we're not there." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's on me. Like, that's my bad." <laughs> they looking at me like, "What is he talking about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm tripping." But it's because the verbiage is just different, you know. So um, that's really the hardest part. Chief. So, uh, what actually happens at the bottom of the fumble pile? I just call it chaos. Um, I really didn't. I'm really, you know, I ain't no snooze. I ain't going never put nobody out there really talking about what goes on on the field. But, I mean, it's, it's, you know, at least for me, I'm not no saint out there. You know, it's, it's some bad stuff that go on in them piles. Um, you're just trying to get the ball. Though. You're just trying to compete. You're trying to make a play. And, you know, you're trying to rip the ball out from the person who got it. A lot of people don't understand when the ref – when the ref actually doesn't make a distinction of who got the ball, he honestly does not know. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to throw people out of the pile to see who has the ball. So – during that time where the people's on top and hiding you is a time to try to rip the ball out by any means. Any means necessary to get the ball for your team. And it could get real ugly in there. Um, that's why a lot of pushing and shoving made out of rules. You can't pull guys from the pile no more because it starts fights and all that. Because it's a, it's a crazy time, man. It's a crazy time. Wow. I heard a lot of horror stories. I don't want any part of that. Because a lot of us fans think, oh, we could do that. No, we can't. Yeah, right. That's why we're fans <laughs> and you play as players. It's just, it's just, it's just something. It's just something, you know. I mean, the, 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 the worst thing is honestly is when you, you know, you know, you go to jump on the fumble, and you know the ball goes any kind of direction. It's crazy how hard it is. You, I know people got to be looking at people like these guys are professional athletes and they can't pick the ball up. The ball bounces every kind of way, you know. And I thought, I feel like I've been pretty good on fumbles and scooping them or jumping on them, and I'm pretty good at it. But, like, when you get in that little space 
the worst part about it is when you look up and you see a 300-pound lineman going to jump on top of you on a, like, mm. on an opposing team to get the ball off of you. And it's just like, you just got to take the hit. But it's just like, that's the worst. It'll probably get real heavy in there if you're at the bottom of it. But that's what you sign up oh, for. Boy. Right. When you signed with the Patriots and you came over to them, who was the first player that you spoke with? Do you remember? Mm. You know, it actually surprised me. I spoke with a lot of the guys, um, you know. Um, that's what really surprised me. It was really the captain. You know, Matthew Slater came up and was like, you know, glad to have you. Even Tom, you know, Tom Brady came over and was like, man, glad to have you here. And that really that really jumped out to me because it's like a lot of superstars on different teams. And Tom's a superstar. We all know this. You know, big-time right. player. A lot of them don't feel like they got to say that. And I'm not saying none of them did. Like, in the Bengals, you know, A.J. Green was kind of a guy that was real cool, you know, to talk to him, all his teammates. But, like, it was in the Patriots locker room, it was like everybody was like grounded, you know, and everybody came and talked to me. You know, obviously I knew Rex Burkhead because I played with him in Cincinnati, but it was just like surprising to me, like how comfortable I felt with the New England Patriots, like right when I got there, just because how the guys in the locker room made that happen. And that's why I was like, yo, this is, you know, the leadership in this in this locker room is crazy. Right, and not only did I, not only did I, Betty in. Oh, go ahead. I like talking defense, so I can listen to anyone talk defense all day. <laughs> Go ahead. Defense wins championships. I like defense, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Van Dorn is my favorite player on the entire team. Uh, anybody. Who is? People think I'm a little bit nuts. Uh, Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy, yeah. Kyle Van Noy is yeah. good. His versatility, I mean, he's real good. Yeah, Chris is pretty much the confident. president – Chris is the president of the uh, Kyle Van Noy fan club. <laughs> well, it's like uh-huh. crazy, but I'm, I'm oh, he fan, is. But... It's all right. It's awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most Go of ahead, us, you know, we all we all talk a lot of crap, but like most of us fans couldn't take a one hit from a player. So, oh God, no. Yeah, Me included. You know, I mean, but it's, it's that's what it's for. That's what makes the, the yeah the fans. And obviously, there's fans that you know get mad and upset. And you know, Patriots, they are, they are, they have a high standard, you know, through the fans because of how much they win. So, when a game like Miami, that you know, but that the fans got to understand that any, any given Sunday, that's why I learned my rookie year. No team in the NFL is really a bad team. I mean, I don't care if they're 2 and 14. On that Sunday, when you plan, any team can win. Like, it, it, it's hard to get a win in the NFL, it's easier to lose than win, at least. And it's, it's crazy, man. So going to the Patriots, winning 13 games, man, it was like, you know, every win was, you know, don't get me wrong, we prepare and expect to win, but even after you win, you got to be like, you know, that was a good win, okay? Let's enjoy it and move on because it's hard to win. Absolutely. So are there any players that you like watching these days? Um, Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the game, man, just because I grew up watching, you know, Watching the players, man. I still, you know, even though I'm in the NFL, I have the humility. Like, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm a fan of this guy. I'm still a fan of a lot of players in the league. I just, I just like watching, you know, players make plays. And I'm, I'm defensively, you know, I'm a guy that like defensive players, but I like offensive. Watching offensive players too because of how hard, you know, I've been watching lately. Watching. I've always been a Lashawn McCoy fan, honestly, always. Um, just because how much how hard it is to tackle him, how much he makes a team practice with tackling through the ball. We and we go out there and we still take him around and still to barely get a good hit. Um 
So Lashawn McCoy, Cam Newton. Um, I always, I always said Cam Newton is a, a, a heck of an athlete, man. Just what he can, how big he is, um, and the, the his abilities. You know, I just like watching good football. I, I like watching Cordell Patterson too. Um, I don't know if you know that, but when they threw him at running back, that was interesting, man. That dude is big, you know, fast, man, super fast. So like that, like what James White do. Even if you know a player on the team too, you watch him. Um, AJ Green, you know, he obviously has an injury that you know that sucked, but man, AJ Green is a hell of a player. You can watch him in practice and play like and go into the game and do the same thing. Just all the all the guys, man. I like watching. I actually had a couple guys I played with in college playing. Will Parks, like watching him. You know, I'll text them, text them guys if I see something. Patrick Warren, start from the Ravens. He's doing a heck of a job right now. So, um. But I just get caught up in the game, like, you know, what I'm doing, mm-hmm. what coverage is it, like, what it – so I don't even really watch them. It's too stressful for me. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously the feeling – I obviously I'm going to have the feeling like, yo, I can help this team, I can help this team. Obviously, that's just my yep. competitive nature. Like, I can do this, I can do that. But I don't get too much into it, you know. Like I said, right now, it's weird being at home right now, but at the same time, it's kind of cool, man, because I, I haven't really got to see my kids at, at this point of the mm-hmm. year in, like, four years. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Right. Well, the final thing for me isn't actually a question. I just want to commend you for your work. I saw on your Twitter that you gave out turkeys to people in your area. Yeah, man, I like to do a lot of stuff during the holidays. I've never been a media guy. That's just me. That's probably what my fault is. Even last year when I was playing well, they asked me to do a whole bunch of stuff with, you know, NFL Network, and I was always turned down. I'm just not a media guy. I just I'm a type of guy that if I do something it's from it's from the heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the guys that right. are media guys don't do it from the heart. I'm sure they do, but I just so I didn't I didn't get a lot of coverage on it, but I did buy hundred turkeys and given out to hundred families for Thanksgiving wow. and um something that we always try to do, me and my family, show my kids and give it back. It's something that, you know, never be afraid to do that. And um show my family that, you know, we can do that and then have family down and we had a great Thanksgiving. So it was awesome. uh, it was a That's it was awesome. a good time. So I appreciate it though. But oh, no problem, Steve. So yeah, like um, I see you uh, like casino games. What's your favorite casino game? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I, it's just something I kind of do. Um, but I'm a blackjack man. I, I blackjack all day, all day. Um. It's relaxing to me for some reason. I don't know why I lose too much, but it's relaxing, man. It's, it's relaxing. But I don't play too much. I don't get I don't want to ever – because addiction is real. And I said I try to stay yeah. away from stuff like that with the alcohol and any kind of that, any, any of that stuff, gambling, just stuff I don't want to do to just, you know, hurt myself or hurt my family. So I try to just be, you know, stream. by no means am I perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I just try to monitor it. But I am a blackjack guy all day. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. No, that's all I got. You got anything, Chris? Nice. No, thanks for jumping on with us, and uh, hope to see you on the field soon. Absolutely. No problem. I'll be back, man. I'll be back. I just got Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the the Pats pick you up again. We'll see, yeah. man. Obviously, man, the yeah. respect I got for that organization, the respect I got for Coach Bill Belichick, for 
for all the coaches, honestly, in there, man. I mean, I, that that's definitely a possibility, man. Obviously, it's business. Cool. Sometimes it happens in certain ways. We don't expect it to happen. But I don't hold no grudges against the Patriots, man, at all. Um, we'll see. Like I said, never know. We'll see. Awesome. Okay. Sounds good, man. Yep. All right, man. Thanks again for jumping on. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. You too, man. Thank you, man. Thanks. Y'all enjoy it. Keep doing it. I was thinking about doing a podcast when I was up, man. I like to talk with the base sports, man. If y'all see on Twitter, I'm always a, I'm a Kobe stand. They hate it, but I mean, I stay back. So, yeah, I'm a Kobe Bryant guy in Los Angeles Lakers. So, enjoy yeah. it, man. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, thought I'd stop by, man. But I'm about to get back to work. So, uh, there you y'all go. enjoy it. Keep doing it. You y'all. too, bud. Thank Keep you. Take it, it easy, bud. I'll be in touch. Yep. Sounds good. Have a good one. See ya. Yep. You too. Wow, that was great. See, that's that's the thing right there. When you talk to mm-hmm. an NFL player, former mm-hmm. or present, you get a different perspective of things than what we fancy on the field and oh as a whole. Yep. That's that was a really fun interview. I mean, a lot yeah. of detail in that. Oh yeah. Definitely enjoyed yeah. that one. Yeah. Massive, yeah. Cool guy, not surprised. I mean, yeah, I mean, really, not to toot my own horn, but I've been talking to him a decent amount on Twitter. I mean, not you know, not like, no, not like sitting there back and forth for hours. But yeah, he's a cool dude. I heard one of the one of the many good guys in the league. So yeah, right on. Cool. So you you want to wrap it up? Yep. Oh, yep. So. Thanks again to uh, SB Nation and Pat's Pulpus for uh, allowing us to do this podcast. Uh, also, thanks, big thanks to Marcus Flowers for jumping on with us. Definitely appreciate that from him. You know, find us on uh, patspulpit.com, iTunes, Twitter. Mine's We Play for Titles. What's yours, Chris? Mine's Chris underscore Blackie on Twitter. All right. So, everyone. Have a good night or day whenever you listen to this one. See ya. See ya. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech, why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.